The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving. I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk. And uh, I am um, in here today. I got a special guest to be hosting with me. LJ, how you doing today, LJ? I'm great. How are you? This is good to for you to be here. Everything's going all right today, right? Everything's going great. I'm well, very excited to be here. Well, we got a good show today, and we got some great listeners out today. Uh, we have um, Cody. Uh, yeah, over at Tuscan Oven. Over at Tuscan Avenue, we got some people, the special guests, that's in over there today, and um, we had them call in and do a um, interview over the, you know the wireless thing today, and um, let them hear our opinion. You know, we was running late, you know, so that's why I'm like. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Barely got here. A little bit of traffic. On um, the- but we got a great show today, and uh, we got great people out there listening that's going to um, come out and do some great things for um, the restaurant and all that and for us, you know. For sure. well, we, we can start off today. You know, we're waiting for the call in from the restaurant today from Cody and all the guys from there. Uh, we have Thomas Lewis that be on, formerly of the Giants, the team that I hate. <laughs> right, Cody? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but well, we got a good one. We have LJ get her perspective of a woman's perspective. I know there's some lady listeners in the uh, audience today, and at the restaurant, you know, probably agree with her opinion, but which I probably won't. <laughs> Am I That's right, LJ? Fine. That's fine. No one usually agrees <laughs> with me anyway, so, so we're good. So what we'll start off with, uh, we'll start off with um, just just talking about you know with the NFL with all the players that's coming back from suspension and all that, and um, how that's going with the players. You know, like Ben will be back. You know, and we know what Ben had done. You know, in the past, right, LJ? Right, right. yes. And uh, and what what and and uh, how you feel about that now? You know what he done with that young girl, and then he coming back now. Would that would you look at him different now? I don't know. There just seems to be so much of that happening. It almost seems like that's the norm now, which really shouldn't be uh, the best thing for it. But at the same time. Um, they're there to do a job, and their job is to play football, and they get paid to do that. So whatever happens in their personal life, even though they are in the limelight, if they could still play the game, they should still be able to play the game. Well, that's why I was trying to tell everybody. you got to look at what they did off the field and not distinguish that and what they, you know, how they play on the field. Right. That's what they're getting paid for. They're not getting paid to, you know, uh, who they're, they're dating. Or exactly. They're much, not getting paid to be good people. They're getting paid to play football. And, and and how much beer they drink and all that? Am I right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you know we got you know um, <laughs> we so messed up right now. <laughs> but no, what I was saying was um you know everybody was dogging Michael Vick, but then when he got back on the field and started playing, people started. Uh, it's not- like they almost forgot what happened. It's like they almost 
just decided to forgive him. And I, in my opinion, that's even worse than uh, these guys going out dating all these girls. But at the same time, people just seem to forgive him. And, you know, tomorrow's a new day. And same thing with Brett Favre. I mean, he's going through a whole bu- a whole scandal too right now. And well, we all know about Brett. I'm not a Brett fan anymore. I know. <laughs> I know. It's okay. I mean, you have to give the man props. He's been playing for a long, long time, and he did put up his best numbers last season. So, I don't know about this season. He's not doing very well. But at the same time, you have to give the man props. He's been doing it a very long time, and he's very well respected. Yeah, and yeah, but you know, you gotta look at it too, though. You know what I'm saying? How much? Trouble you keep getting in and you think you're going to get out because the status of what you're playing with football, you know. I mean, enough is enough, don't you think? I mean, it's just just weird to see a player, you know, and things he do, we overlook it because, you know, he's Brett. But then uh, any other player that does anything, we don't look at it that way. We all, you know, criticizing them and all that. What about Kobe? Well, everybody forgot that. Why did they do What about Tiger? Nobody forgot. Well... (laughs) Tiger have a one, but Kobe, and I agree with you. When Kobe started winning the championship, nobody even think about what he did. Exactly. You know, but, you know, everybody dogged Michael Vick, though, didn't they? Oh, for sure, for sure. I think that hit uh, people's hearts more than the, you know, everyone has their own lives and everyone does what they, you know, have their own morals. But at the same time, Michael Vick did, you know, I really don't agree with that. And Tiger Woods totally lost his game now that he... Made all those mistakes. What do you mean you don't agree with Michael Vick? <laughs> uh, I mean, if he could play, he could play. If he could play, he could play. That's why. No, that's all, all it is is dog, you know? <laughs> Still, it's, I mean, I, yeah. I have a big problem with people that do that kind of stuff. <laughs> I do. I do. But, but we don't have no problem with what Kobe did. You only saying you hate Kobe. No, I right? don't hate Kobe. I mean, I grew up in LA. I can't, can't be hating Kobe. That's right. You're from LA. LA. <laughs> LA town, you know? But, you know, and you look at certain athletes and people, like, judge them, like, you know, uh, but nobody's talking bad about Kobe now. Everybody loves Kobe. Oh, yeah. It's been, what, two years, three years? Kobe did that to a girl, but then Michael Vick did something to a dog, and everybody hated him. Dogs are more loved than uh, people? Uh, Dogs are more innocent than people. Dogs have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, you know, Yeah. Dogs have no choice. Uh, still, you know, dogs are not more important than people. I don't know. People can make their own decisions. People can ruin their own lives. But you go and do something like that to animals. I just, I, I think it's totally two different situations. <laughs> I do. You could disagree with me all you want, but I really do. I definitely disagree with you. When we get a call in, I like to talk to Cody about what he think about. The Cardinals, you know, because he's supposed to be a Cardinal fan. Uh, whatever. Yeah, don't don't believe anything Cody says. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that? Uh, I know. I know he loves another team other than the Cardinals. He has he has a favorite team for sure. But he does love the Cardinals. I'm not saying that, but there's definitely he has a favorite team. Just like, you know, I live in Arizona, but I'm a Viking fan. So. No, you got to pick one thing. No. You can't have two. You can't I have two. a lot of teams. Well, see, that's bandwagon. Why? So. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I like to see the Cardinals do well, but I am a Viking fan. <laughs> so then what are you a Brett fan? I'm not necessarily a Brett fan. I mean, you got to give the guy props, like I said, but I'm a Jared Allen fan. I love Jared Allen. Well, you know, the whole team is sitting around Brett. It's not Jared, because Jared, before Brett got there, Jared was the center of attraction and coming from Kansas City. You know, right. I was a Jared Allen fan, too. I don't know why Kansas City let him go. But yeah, that was but, pretty know, dumb. It's a business you know, <laughs> transaction. So 
But now, you know, Moss is back, so maybe the limelight will kind of get taken up right a little bit. You think that's going to help Minnesota, Moss being there? I think he has a few few years left in him for sure. You yeah, think? I think so. So Minnesota going to go to the playoff, what you saying? That's not what I'm saying. Are you I, putting I words in my heard. mouth that, right now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hold on. Let's repeat this back on the show. Did you say <laughs> Minnesota going to go to the playoff? I'm hoping they go to the playoffs. <laughs> I have faith. I have faith. <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing so well yet, but uh. They're not doing that good. Yeah, you know, but like you say, um, they have they they do have a great team and great quarterback. You know, I give Brad his props. You know, he's a great quarterback, but you know, you know, people get tired of him. You know, you want to retire, want to come back. Yeah, that got a little old, especially this season when he just you know the days are counting down, the days are counting down, and he still hasn't made a decision. He's not at camp. You know, it just got to the point where are you milking it because you think you're the best player ever, or do you really are you really unsure? Well, you know, you, are you unhealthy? Are you just done, or are you going to come back, make well, a decision? Well, like they said, they gave, they gave him three million dollars more. Was it about the money? He told me it wasn't about the money, but why you accept the money? It's always about the money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's from a woman's point of view, right? <laughs> Am I getting oh. this or am I getting this? Or you just, what? You know, oh. Is that He's it? He's turning my words against me. <laughs> <laughs> it's always about the money. Yeah, but, with sports like that, you might as well. But, They're going to give me more money over here. I'm going there. So you'll do it that way? You'll take the money or you'll play because you know you should have gave them your word and come back and then say, hey, I'm going to play what my contract was. You ain't got to give me more money. Which one would you do? Oh, I'd probably play out my contract, but the same time it's one of those things where you know if you have you're choosing between two teams are you going to get with the one that's giving you more money or are you going to go with the one that's offering you what they're offering you well you've been with Minnesota you had a two-year contract and that contract said you worked for 13 million right but then they said they begging him to come back don't retire we get three million dollars more then you come back and he says not the money so apparently it had to be about the money right possibly I'm on the fence with him too after last season he should have come back to kind of redeem himself. <laughs> it shouldn't have took this long, what you're saying. He should right. just came right back. Yeah. But like everybody say, he maybe didn't want to go to training camp. That's probably was that. And then, you know, talk to your coach and say, you know, I'm coming back or I'm not. Let him know. Don't have every, at least not your team up and grab, you know. Right. So keep it on the wrap, coming back. But, you know, you have everybody. That, that shows like you were diva. Am I saying the right word? Diva? Yeah, you don't want to be a diva. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you definitely should let your team know, and you should definitely practice with your team and, you know, get that teamwork going before you – yeah, it just was wrong. I think he definitely should have made the announcement that he was coming back before. Do you look at him different now as a player or just outside of the player? Well, that's what I was saying. I was kind of on the fence. I, you know, to kind of redeem himself for last season, he should have come back. But at the same time, he put up his best numbers last year. And if that were me, I might want to retire, you know, at my high point instead of going through a season where I, you know, have injuries and could possibly not do so well. Now, my thing is, is um, what he did, you know, you say put a good number, but if you follow Brett Farr, you know, every end of the game of an important game or what did he do? He threw an interception, get a game away, right? That's what I'm talking about last season. He should have ran. You know, that's what I'm saying. But everybody say he put up his best number. But you look at every year, he have great numbers. But the thing about it is, is at the end of the game, he loses for him. An interception every time. Look at when it was Green Bay. 
in a championship game. Right. Look at, you know, Minnesota. Sure. Look, look at look at the history of. Well, we got that music. We'll go to commercial break, and we got a guest supposed to be calling in um, from Tustin Restaurant. You know, Thomas Lewis be calling in, and we hoping to hear from Cody. And we got a lot of other guests that sitting in the audience there. We'd like to talk to. We'll be right back. We're loving that sports talk. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you already get the general sports headlines and discussion on tv and radio tune in to the blueprint with randall gatewood yeah we'll cover all the general big name stuff too but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else we'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little known successes If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neill. He's at Tough the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. 
This is James Levin. I'm back hosting Levin at Sports Talk, and I got my guest LJ on here to host. How you doing, LJ? You still here, huh? I'm still here. Yeah, we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't leave. Yeah, you wouldn't let me. You locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, we were talking about, you know, Minnesota and all like that and all the players, which basically, and, and I think as a uh, as a, being a player, you know, you got to look at, you know, there's a lot of things that the media want to grab hold. They always want to look at the bad things. For sure. What a player do. Never look at the good things and um, all that they have done. But when something bad happens, they're on it, you know. Yep, so, for uh, sure. And, yes. You know, like this thing with Randy Moss, you know, they, when he left, you know, I was trying to say he had an argument with the organization, and that's why they got rid of him. And I don't really think so. The coach said there was no problem with him. You know, just I don't think they could wanted to do it, his contract again another three or four years and pay him the money. So what you do is you get something out of him and you trade him. Am I right? Right. Get rid of him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, just, I'm glad to have him back. I, I like him back on the Vikings. What do you think that's going to do for your offense? Um, I'm hoping it's going to improve the offense. I, you know – give us another player. I'm loving Percy Harvin. He's one of my favorite players and I just hope he can be back on his game where, you know, when like he was before he left. So, we'll definitely see. We need to give him a few more games to adjust before I could really tell or Well, when Sidney Rice come back, that's going to be another great receiver y'all have and and it's going to open up some things for him because you got Randy Moss running, you know, all down the field. He's going to clear out the safety and the DB. Right. Not going to leave Sidney Rice open in the middle. So I think great things happen. Plus, you got a great running back already, right? Right, right. So I think, man, so, so are you – I'm. I, are you going to ask me if I'm predicting them yeah. in the playoffs? Why you no, keep well, asking me that? Well, I don't think I'm going to predict the playoff. But who you see over there that's going to be one of those um, teams that you looked at going to stand out later on in the season? It's going to be Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago – I am very impressed with Chicago right now, actually, and I'm very impressed with uh, Detroit as well. They are Detroit's definitely Detroit improving. Detroit one game. <laughs> They're definitely improving. They're uh, playing games. They're putting points up on the boards, and I'm actually they're playing stronger than they have been the, in the previous years for sure. And also, I'm impressed with um, the Bears. The Bears are doing well. They're kicking ass, and. Uh, it's funny because a lot of this season I'm, I am in a football pool and I'll make picks and I'll get them three quarters wrong going all these teams came from nowhere and beat the teams that are usually the big boys, the big players in the league. So it's going to be an interesting year. Well, yeah, and Bears, they haven't really played nobody, so I don't know how you're impressed with that. You I know? am. They're playing better than they have in the past couple of years, so... You know, it's always good to. You have to look at the positive. Look for the improvement. Is that what That's we're looking what for? Or yeah, of course. Looking, or they looking to go to? You don't never say. Well, we had a positive. We won two games. That's not well, positive. of course, I'm hoping they're going to win more than two games. Well, that's Detroit. We talk about Detroit's not going to win more than two. Oh, uh, we'll see. Okay, are you going to say they're? I'll, I'll take three. I got three. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the positive we're looking for, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm definitely impressed with the Chicago Bears right I'm now. I'm impressed though. with them too because everybody looked at Green Bay to be the powerhouse team over there, right? And, and Green Bay just I mean they got a lot of injuries. They're running back out, you know. They got the linebacker just hurt, you know. And quarterback is out. For I don't know how many games. Yeah. But you know injuries hurt a team. You know you might look good on paper, but when you get injured, I mean, 
key injuries hurt, will hurt a team and bring a team down to you look at it, you like five, six game out of it, you know? Yep. Yep. For sure. So everything gets messed up. So I looked at one of the toughest conferences, I think, LJ, is um, the one that Dallas Cowboy and the Giants, Philly, and Washington. You know, and you know, Philly's my team. Yeah. So, you know, that's the toughest conference. Dallas not doing good. They aren't, and they play the Vikes this week on Sunday. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to do with that one. That's going to be a tricky one. I definitely wouldn't put bets on it like you were saying earlier. There's there's some team you're like, oh, I'm going to stay away from that game. <laughs> you know, I don't look too. Uh, I'm not and, too confident. And that's kind of funny. I'm talking about the Giants, and there's one gentleman on the phone. Thomas, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. You out there at Tustin Restaurant? Yes, I am. Well, thank you for being with us. We just talk about your Giants. Um, they kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I got LJ on the line in the studio with me too, Thomas. Hi, oh, Thomas. Oh, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thomas, we just looked at your Giants lately, and they had a two impressive game. But when they played the Bears, they had a bad one. Do you think your Giants is coming along now? Well, I mean, obviously. You know, they got Tom Coughlin as a coach, so every week, weekend and week out, typically they're going to tr- truly try to battle. But, um, you know, a lot of it is probably stemming from a lot of injuries, inconsistency, you know, at the wide receiver spot. Um, you know, obviously Bradshaw going back and forth with his injuries and then Jacob being uh, a little disconcerned because he's not getting the playing time that he wants. So, you know, the unity, obviously the year that they were pushing for the uh, Super Bowl and the, obviously the year that they won it, you know, all those guys were new and up and coming, and, you know, they had a little bit of hunger. But now, you know, I think a lot of it is based upon contracts and, and a lot of those disputes and things like that. So it's taking the continuity and the, the team out of the team. So I think that's one of the biggest problems that they're having going forward. But, you know, they can get, uh, you know, Bradshaw back healthy um, and get some consistency from the defense. I mean, some games they play great, and in other games they play good. But, uh, you know, I think that's that's pretty much the key point going forward. Now, do you think key injuries will affect the team? Like you, like with Green Bay, they got the key injuries. That kind of could bring a team down, don't you think, to turn the whole season around? Well, and, I mean, that's the key. I mean, you know, just like in college or just like in the pros, um, you know, week in, week out, coaches uh, scheme off of, you know, the players that you have uh, developed. Uh, and if you don't have those players to develop, then you're going to the second or third guys that may not really fit your scheme or your system. And then it's basically trying to do the best that you can with those individual guys. So, yeah, that definitely affects the team and its outcome. Exactly. As being a player that you've played with different teams and different – all that, that um, players that, that come in and take over like the second-string quarterback, they have to be ready to play and be in that spot, you know, when somebody get injured because injury does happen, you know. Am I right, Thomas? And you have to be ready to play. And if you're not ready to play mentally, and, and I kind of think, you know, uh, we, we, if we go back to this, Thomas, is what's going on with the 49ers, you think? Wow, that's a hard one because uh, I, you know, love Michael Singletary. Um, and, you know, sometimes things just don't go your way. I, I mean, definitely, like when we're talking about injuries, um, you know, that's going to be a huge effect on a team. But, um, you know, continuity is another. Uh, and then just sometimes uh, after a while it gets to be like a mystique. You know, if you're used to playing a game really, really tight and really, really close and on at the end of the game you're never coming out on the winning end of that, um, I think a little bit of that gets into the psyche of the players where they start to think that, hey, 
It's, it's fourth and goal um, on the one-yard line. And in this same circumstance, we've lost every game. It starts to build into their minds that, you know, that's just what's going to happen every single time. So, you know, late in the fourth quarter when someone's coming back, they're like, oh, here we go again. So I think with Mike, he's, he's feeling a little bit of those effects, or the team is in that scenario. And it's, you know, they're young. You know, they have one of the youngest teams um, in the NFL. So, you know, that's growing pains, learning how to win football games, how to execute, and how to finish. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why they're, they're at the record that they have right now, and it's just experience and, and learning how to play as professionals and win games and close them out. So you think it's a rebuilding year for them, for sure? Well, definitely now. Um, you know, they're, with, I think, either 0-4, I believe, right now, and I don't think in, in the history of football any team has come back from 0-4 and won the Super Bowl. So... <laughs> Yeah, I think this year is the year that he wants to look at, hey, what do I have? Um, you know, what fits into my scheme? You know, where do I want to look at uh, into the draft or at free agency? Um, and then basically start looking at rebuilding from there. I mean, obviously, you know, he's going to come in week in and week out and, you know, look to win and, and basically improve on his record, improve each game. But I think for the most part, um, you know, this season, I wouldn't say it's completely gone in the mental aspect of, of salvaging it for uh, mental capabilities going forward. But uh, I think for the hopes of trying to win a Super Bowl or something like that, uh, and pro- probably even uh, going to the playoffs, it's, it's probably a far fetch for our hope, even though the conference that they're in is not that strong. And, and like I say, um, Thomas, uh, we're going to go to break, but I want you to stay on because I have a question. I have a uh, young lady on the line. And with this, with this health stuff that's going on, I would like her to explain about that. And you tell me, Thomas, how that fit in that can help the athlete now because most athletes nowadays, Thomas, you know, are taking steroids to try and get over the health problem and all that. Am I right, Thomas? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's right. I mean, across the board, um, a lot of athletes um, have ventured towards, you know, steroids or um, growth hormones and things of that nature where you're starting to see it in track and things of that nature. Um, and definitely that poses a, a very dangerous risk to their health, uh, short-term and long-term. Exactly. And, like, you know, she got to explain that. And you could tell me how that could fit in with helping the player because, you know, there's a lot going on with concussion, Thomas, and all that. And, you know, I, uh, what injury did you have uh, when you were playing, Tom? Well, I had uh, four concussions when I was playing. Ooh, um, I, I, yeah, that hurts. Yeah, so four concussions. I have uh, – I broke – Three vertebrae in my neck. I had a um, ruptured disc in my back. Mm. Uh, had two. Had a pin placed in my foot. Uh, my sesamoid bone removed from my left foot. Uh, I had my reconstruction of my left knee, and then I was supposed to get construction of my right knee, with, and then two torn growing. So I had a lot. Oh my gosh! Did this all happen when you were playing with the Giants, or some of these injuries happen when you were uh, signed up with the Bears? Well, so, well, my my right knee happened when I was playing with the Bears. Um, a lot of those un- other injuries, even those concussions, happened with the Giants. Torn growings happened when I was with San Diego Chargers. So, I mean, various teams spread out. Wow. Well, we got, we'll take a break, and we got Thomas Lewis on, on the phone, and we have Janae on. She's going to talk about some things that can help players and uh, and let Thomas um, reflect on how that could help. He could see that help players. So, And this is James Loving, hosting Loving That Sports Talk with my host, LJ, and um, hosting out a Tuscan restaurant in Westgate. We will talk about that when we come back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right. 
shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I'm back hosting Loving That Sports Talk with my guest, LG, my host, not my guest. How you doing, I'm still here. And we got Thomas on. Janae, are you there? Janae, are you there? I'm here, yes. Okay, kind of tell us what you do, you know, how you can probably help players with, you know, stuff that you do. Well, what I do is a a branch of alternative health. It's called uh, nutritional muscle testing. Basically, it's a highly accurate technique that removes some of the guesswork out of deciding, uh, deciding which foods, herbs, medications, supplements 
vitamins that are helpful to each individual person. So you design a regimen based on, like you do some sort of physical or... How's that work yes, exactly? Basically, what I do is um, I'm able to read the body's electrical signals, um, and from that, I'm able to determine any weaknesses. And um, some of the things that may be beneficial to players are, you know, I can help with muscle and joint pain, inflammation, um, increased vitality or sluggishness. Also, um, toning in to the key nutrients. Performance. And do you do this all through vitamins, minerals, supplements, or is it also like a massage and stuff like well, that? Well, it's a little bit of both. Um, I also work with um, relaxation and visualization techniques through okay. um, healing um, the chakras and um, some other, I guess, techniques of alternative medicine. So it all depends on, you know, each person's individual need or, I guess, um, complaint. How do, how do that sound for players, Thomas? What do you think? Well, I'm trying to still get a gist of, um, you know, what it does and how it works, but from what I'm gathering, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, um, what mm-hmm. I'm gathering is more of a, a supplement that um, it's designed based upon the person's individual needs, and as that supplement um, is used, um, it helps enhance uh, your natural ability going forward um, at a higher level. Is that right? Um, correct. Basically, each test would be specific to each individual person. So um, it tones into a person's internal organs, their electrical system that runs throughout their body. So no two, two people will have the same test. So you might need a different supplement versus your host or, for example, even myself. So it takes a lot of the guesswork out of going into these health food stores and say, knowing a little bit about a product but not knowing exactly how much you may need and for what reason. Right. And do yeah. you... Go ahead. I'm Go ahead. sorry, Sweeney. Go ahead. Well, no, I, I heard of um, something of that nature a few years back, and it's basically they designed um, they designed the I guess the pill that you would take or whatever, um, and it's based upon everything that your body has basically told that it needs, what it's deficient in. So your body is deficient in this or deficient in that. Instead of taking one multi supplement for maybe something that your body doesn't even need because it's producing enough of. This is basically geared specifically to uh, your specific health, and that's why it's, it's more efficient because it's not giving you something more than what you already have. Um, it's taking exactly what you don't have um, and enhancing that and then basically going forth in that particular fashion. That sounds great. That sounds great. Sounds like a great alternative to um, modern medicine for sure. Well, what we're going to do is I had have Janae call in, and then later um, this week we're going to have her on the show to explain it more. But I just wanted her to get it out to let know what she's doing and where we're going to go further and let her listen to some, you know, we can help some of the players. You know what I mean, Tom? Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that sounds exciting. So we'll definitely have you on the show um, and let you explain more of that, Janae. And thanks for being out at Tustin Restaurant, you know, and, you know, and I'll definitely, we, we got to get together. Janae, do you have a website that we can give the listeners before we uh, say goodbye? Actually, right now it's under construction. Okay. So, uh, I'll have some more details on that next week. Okay, perfect. Okay. Thank you, Janae. Thank you. No problem. Bye. Thomas.
And yes, um, sir. I definitely like to speak to you. Um, and I know you'll give me your opinion because I know how you are. You ain't gonna sugarcoat nothing. Straightforward. What do you think about this Randy Moss trade? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a um, that's that's kind of interesting. I mean, honestly, that came out of the blue to me. Um, you know, you go from you know a Super Bowl quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame coach, Super Bowl coach. Uh, to going to Minnesota, back to where he wanted to get traded from originally. Um, and a lot of it could have been because of coaching, could have been because of management or things of that nature. But, you know, as a player gets older, um, and you can start to see this now with obviously some of the receivers like Keo and um, now Randy Moss, as they start to get older, they're looking to fulfill some of the things that they haven't been able to fulfill as a, a team player. So I think the biggest thing, the reason why Randy um, decided, and I don't know this for sure, but I think the reason why he decided to go that direction as well as the team um, was because in, in the best interest of uh, Minnesota, uh, obviously they needed a receiver because of, uh, you know, having Percy Harvin, but then having Rice basically being out. And Brett, this is possibly his last year. So I feel I figured they had to put some manpower behind him to try to make a run at that uh, bowl again, and they did it right when they were playing against the Jets. So that's a uh, key advantage to um, New England if they would have won. Uh, but I, they, I really figured they sent them there because they said, "Hey, well, look, we need to we need them to beat uh, the Jets, take them out of first place in, in that manner. Um, also, be a rival going forward in that particular division, uh, which is very good. But yeah, I, I think you know from what I heard, it was. You know, he had a disagreement uh, with the management, had a disagreement with um, uh, the team. And when they came to him and asked him that they want to start talking about extension of the contract, he said, you know, it's not the right time. So, um, you know, obviously he wasn't looking there to be there long term from that particular point for whatever reason. Wells Walker is catching a lot of balls now. Um, Randy Moss is no longer the featured receiver, even though he's still the big name there. So I think he wanted to go somewhere where, you know, he's used to getting that shine and, you know, basically going back to Minnesota, uh, understanding that culture and that feeling of that team, having a great running back coming out of the backfield. He knows he's going to get man-to-man because they can't play, uh, you know, man. they got to play man-to-man to be able to stop the run. So that's what you want as a receiver. And I think he looked at that option. He said, hey, we, we don't we pass first team, so teams are going to gear to stop the pass, double team. If I go to Minnesota – we've got a run first team, so I'm going to get man-to-man, and that's where I'm going to shine. So I think it was a, I think it was a great decision for him, um, good decision for the Minnesota Vikings to be able to acquire him because um, I know they were looking at the other gentleman from, uh, from San, Diego, um, San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. Jackson. So, and I think, obviously, this was a much better choice, um, and, you know, I think it's a win-win for both. I, I, I don't know what New England got out of it. Maybe you know better than I, but <laughs> me, I was like, I don't know why New England would let him go uh, during the middle of the season when, you know, he's still under contract, but obviously they had to get some benefit from it. Well, let me ask this, Thomas, why, you, you know, are you in the restaurant now or are you outside of it? No, I'm inside the restaurant. Okay, can you hear it? Yeah. You got a lot of listeners in there that's a Cardinal fan, especially Cody. You think that was the right choice there on the start? Hall? over Derek Anderson. Isn't Derek Anderson a veteran, but, you know, he's going through things, and you can't blame that on him, but most people blame it on the quarterback. So you throw in the hall because we know how when a second-string quarterback come in, they always do good. Look at history with the NFL. You know, they always do good, and it seems like they're the best one fit for you, but 
Would you have done that for the card? Well, I'm not a Cardinal fan. Let me tell you that. <laughs> but would you have done that? Yeah, and you know what? It's funny that you ask that question because I always look at, um, I always look at the game from a coach's or a general manager standpoint, and that's why it's hard for me to go to a game because I'm going crazy watching it. Uh, but I would have definitely done that, um, and the reason why is because in in football there's a lot of parity. Uh, there's a lot of teams that have a lot of talent, and when you get to the NFL, you know we call them the ten percenters. So those guys that are the ten percenters are all the guys around the country that were in high school, that were in college, that basically you didn't have to tell them what to do, how to do it, um, how to jump fast, how to run fast. They just did it. Those are the guys that typically make it to the NFL. Once they get there, it's about their ability. Now it's about the coaching, the system that they're put into, and then at that point, their work ethic, right? And usually all of them have that strong work ethic. So when you get to a team and you have like a, a Anderson who has had the chance to be a successful quarterback, right? Right. I mean, just, and the same thing, just like uh, Liner. Right. He had the chance to be a successful quarterback. And if you get that many chances and you're not successful, then eventually you have to say it's the player. I mean, you can't say, well, it's the team, it's the organization, it's the players around them. Okay. I mean, right. you get you get those scenarios, but eventually it's saying that, okay, this player has so much that he can give to this team as far as leadership, uh, as far as capability. And at a point, you have to basically pull the string, give it to the next man. I think with um, Paul – what they seen immediately was that he's the leader. He has the right? drive. He has the drive. Yep. He and needs when, to prove himself. And people follow that. And the same thing with Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was a leader. Always has been. Always had to struggle, had to drive. And he got to the point, and when he made the best of it, when he got the opportunity. My quarterback, actually, Trent Green, was in front of Kurt Warner at St. Louis. Right. They paid, they paid Trent like $20 million come here from the Redskins and you know you know Kurt Warner's story right he was behind him huh. he blew uh he blew out his knee or Trent blew out his knee um in preseason gave Kurt the reins and he never let him go so that's the point when Kurt um Max Hall he goes in he plays the game it's not perfect but he wins and they follow so that's what you want in the game at the end of the day is a quarterback that's a leader whether he's going to make mistakes or not, you want him to make those mistakes full speed. You want him to make them mistakes um, 100%. And you want a guy that's going to go in and go to battle with everybody else versus saying, you know, pointing, well, it's because of him, it's because of him, it's because of him. No, it's a team effort. Um, Max Hall goes in as a leader. And as a leader, that's what you need as a quarterback position, and they're going to follow, uh, win, lose, or draw. Right. There was that, there was that play to, uh, where he just got rocked by <laughs> The three <laughs> defensive linemen, and when they played it in slow motion, you could just see him get rocked, fall to yeah. the ground, his helmet flies off, and all he's doing is watching that football. He doesn't care that he's hurt. He just sees that football go, and he just yeah. wants to make sure that they go in for that TD. That was pretty right. amazing. I was really impressed with him, actually, on Sunday, for sure. Yeah, I, I didn't think he was coming back after that. <laughs> he got I, rocked. Literally? Yeah, he was, you talk about, we talk about concussions. That was a concussion. <laughs> that might have been three and one. Yeah, I'm like, wow. But I mean, but that's what you want. I mean, you don't want him doing that too often, but the players definitely respect it. As a receiver, if I see my quarterback go around a corner like that and he's trying to score a touchdown, 
He's not sliding. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not what you want him to do. But, I mean, he's going in there physically and trying to get, get every inch he can. He's still playing the game like he's in college. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what a college quarterback would do because he's trying to get to the pros. So, to watch him do that, and hopefully, you know, he keeps that aggressive mentality, people gravitate to that, the fans as well as the players as well as the general management. And they know that's why he's out there playing. Well, and, and like you say, and, and you were saying, it's a team, but it always seemed like uh, when the second-string quarterback get in, they do great and end up starting. So, But, you know, we're going to go to break, and we got Thomas back. Uh, we have LJ as the host, and we out, out there at Tustin Urban Restaurant in Westgate. We got all the listers there, and Cody, the, just thanks for letting us do that there, you know, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. (laughs) 
you're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back hosting Loving That Sports Talk with my host, LJ. You still here? I'm still here. And I have Thomas Lewis on the line. See that, Thomas? Yeah, how you doing? Thomas is out of Westgate at Tustin Oven Restaurant, and great thanks to Cody, you know. And um, I have to apologize. It was my fault with um, everything, the mishap of us not being out there to do this. But we will take care of everything and make sure everything's correct to be out there to do it live on the, um, right there on the spot. So, you know, I apologize, and we'll make sure everything's right. apologize to you, Thomas, too. I know you made the trip out there, but we definitely love to have you always on the phone and the studio, too. Thomas, how you like it out there? It's actually nice. Very nice, actually. Um, I'm about to sample some of the food here in a second because I'm starving. <laughs> nice. What are you eating? Uh, nothing yet. I, I'm just not looking through the menu. <laughs> they have a lot of stuff on that menu. It's yeah, good I'm food. Good right food. <laughs> but, you know, just like to pick your brain again, Thomas, real quick about a lot of things that... Uh, the one thing that's been in the news, and I kind of haven't got the a whole thing about it, Thomas, and I know you know about this because I know when I played, when I was at Universal Wyoming, there was a lot of people that came. You know, I took a, a trip to Dallas, and I didn't know what was going on with an agent, and he's like, you sign me, I'll buy you a car right now. And I didn't know, you know. And if I know back then what I know now, I would have took it. But it's a story that's all about this agent paying these players. What do you feel about that, Thomas? Because don't you think college players need to get paid or what? Wow, that's a big that's a big issue. Um, I would say yes because I've lived it. I mean, all the people who haven't lived the lived the scenario always say no. You know, college players don't don't need to get paid. Um, you know, they're getting the scholarship. So at the end of the day, that that's enough. But you know, in that sense, I think if uh, there was at least some stipend, um, there would be no need for players to look other source or other means of income. Um, but really, when you go to college, I mean, the scenario is basically this. You have a scholarship um, because of NCAA rules. You are not allowed to work. So basically, your your whole lifestyle is budgeted around that scholarship and the stipend that they give you, which is nothing. So they pay you. They, you have your uh, training table, so you get to eat uh, once or twice a day, if that. Um, and that's basically it. They pay for your books. They pay for your schooling and classes. But to naturally live, you just don't have that additional expense. So um, guys have to do different things to basically um, support themselves during college. They can't get money from, you know, other outside sources. Uh, I, myself, I worked three jobs, literally three jobs in the summertime just so I could have enough money during the um, season and during the school year so that I didn't starve to death. And, you know, there was many times where ramen news and, and uh, if I could find some meat like some hot dogs, they were my best friends. <laughs> but I think that's I, a lot of college students, for yeah. sure. Well, no, it's definitely a lot of college students, but they have the ability to be able to work. I mean, so if they need additional income, they can. They can take additional income from um, cousins, outside sources, um, whomever wants to give it to them. But, you know, as a NCAA athlete, um, you're just restricted to saying, this is what you have to basically survive, um, and there's no other way you can basically make amends of that. And that's what I think is the problem. Um, universities make, you know, make millions and millions of dollars off of uh, the athletes, and hopefully these athletes are getting 
um, their degrees during the period of time that they're there at the school because that's really true their their biggest benefit, um, getting a free education and getting that education. But as you know, James, you know, once you get into these universities, their objective is to win football games, that's keep it. people in the stands, and it's not necessarily to have that college athlete be really a student athlete. And right. that's where the travesty comes into play where if it's not a guarantee that they're gonna, it's going to be mandatory that you're going to graduate from that university, then you're a commodity. You're just getting paid for your services. Um, and then once your time is up and, you know, your skills are, are no longer uh, needed or utilized, then they throw you away. And what did you what did you walk away with? Nothing. You didn't walk away with a degree. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only thing they're, they're saying that they're, they're going to give you. So I think that there should be some type of compensation um, in that particular transition uh, where at least the player can have money to, um, you know, eat, uh, pay for gas for his vehicle, do whatever. Right. But, I mean, it doesn't have to be outlandish because then it, I do think it takes away from the um, the sport in that sense because now it makes it more of a professional sport. And, and you see the love of the game, like we were just talking about Max Hall, right. how he plays for the game um, because he still has that hunger and that drive. Um so I think it, it should be something where it's a uh, monetary uh, value that they're going to pay you or something right. they could take here. Not even cash. Maybe just have a card that they can roll around college and swipe and grab that, some food. You're right. Yeah, something. But, you know, uh, we're going to have to get off. we got two minutes left, Thomas. But go ahead and get you something to eat at Tustin Oven. Great having you on. And definitely have you back next week. Thomas, thank you for calling in. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we thank Thomas Collin here up in um, Tuscan Oven Restaurant in Westgate. And I'd like to get his last talk um, about um, the restaurant, you know. Great place, great GM, Cody, uh, doing a great a lot of great things. And we're going to be going out of that live once we take care of all the mistakes that I made. And I apologize. <laughs> That's and fine. We'll be right, out there next week. Yeah, we'll be out there next week. Tuscan Oven's a great Italian place in Westgate. And it's um, right by the fountains. And just a great place to eat. I know that they, on game days they do Tuscan to go where you can call in your order 24 hours in advance to do some um, tailgating and just order a few things. Go out to the parking lot where they do allow you to tailgate by Cardinal Stadium and um, have some food. I'd like to thank all the guests that came out there. Sean, I know you're there in the stand. Thank for all you've done for me today at the restaurant, making everything work with the computer and all like that. So hats off to you and all the guests you have brought and all my guests that came out. And this is another week of James Loving hosting Loving That Sports Talk with my host, LJ. Signing off, LJ. Have a good week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com.
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.